Hi, and welcome to our latest podcast. My name's Matt. Home Starts across the UK support every type of community you can imagine. One of the challenges facing families no matter where they live is loneliness and isolation. I travelled to two very different communities in Scotland to find out how isolation affects families there. I visited Homestart Glasgow North, which is based in the Mary Hill area of the city. But first, I went to Homestart Magic, which supports the incredibly picturesque but remote islands and peninsulas of Western Scotland. Uh, my name is Sharon Erskine. I am the manager with Homestart Magic. It's, it's on, the, on the, the west coast. It's the most extreme part of the west coast. Um, Isla is the closest part of Scotland to the USA. Butte and Cowell are more connected to the mainland. We, we're a peninsula, so we have a road connection. Um, Middergeil and Kintyre are peninsula, so they have a road connection. And then we have Butte and Island, uh, Isla, uh, both island communities. On a, on a day-to-day basis, um, you can have high levels of social isolation. So you've got lots of communities which are remote. For a new family that are moving into the community, it takes that bit longer to establish yourself within the community as each individual community will have buggy groups and parent and toddler groups. The Argyll and Butte local authority are really good at, you know, having book bug and all sorts of, you know, groups and, and clubs that, that parents can take small children to and take them from, from uh, babies. So you, you do have that. What can become an issue is if you don't live close to the the nearest town so you're you're having to get public transport or you're having to pay fuel cost in order to access the groups that can be where it becomes an issue so you've got to think on your feet with that one and and try and make the groups accessible it's not that the groups don't exist they're maybe not quite as accessible for some as they are for others mm. the, I would say the, the public transport links aren't great and they, they do prevent you from accessing your community, they're infrequent. If you live out with the main town, we have areas that are serviced by a bus route that the bus comes twice a day. So if you have a child who's of nursery age, you can take them to nursery, but then you've got to wait for five hours, you know, to pick them up from nursery and then you've got to wait for the bus that's going to be heading back past your house. Now, if you have more than one child, you know, if you've got a baby as well as a toddler who's going to nursery, you've then got your baby that you then have to spend several hours with the baby, then the baby and toddler, then get the bus back to your house. It is, yeah, uh the the logistics of it can be a pain. For me, as as I've travelled through in my journey of, of working with Homestar, I've become more and more aware of if a parent's mental health isn't good, then their ability to follow guidance and have confidence in parenting their child just isn't there. And it all it all hinges on that parent's mental health. And I, w- I would say definitely that's... If there was one thing that I could wave a magic wand at, it would be parental mental health because I think if you've got that, then the potential to address anything else is just, it's so much higher than it is if your mental health is poor. It only takes just over an hour to travel from Homestart Magic's office to the centre of Glasgow, but the difference couldn't be bigger. Yet when I joined Homestart Glasgow North's volunteers, 
for a volunteer voices catch-up session, the challenges with public transport was also an important factor for the families they work with. How does social isolation affect young families in our communities? Club, but I think there's lots of information out there, but it just doesn't get to, mm -hmm. the, you know, it doesn't filter through. There's lots of organisations, lots of things that people could go to, but it's, you know, it just kind of bypasses them. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether they just kind of like... What's the reason for that? Why is it I not know, reaching them? I think because they're not going out and meeting people. Yeah. And, and maybe they're not asking. Into, into and yeah. And yeah. 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 Well, uh -huh. yeah. 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 Some of them, the mental health as well, they, yeah. they don't have... Uh -huh. The, the tools to do that, they don't, uh -huh. you know, because they're not, they're really depressed that's or right. you know, they're really struggling with life, and uh -huh. that's just another thing that we just can't cope with. Uh -huh. yeah. I think so. Yeah. Uh, I've got a wee girl. She's almost two, and uh, when she was kind of once we were kind of getting out and about, one of the first things I did was find out what's one that I can take her to. Mm -hmm. Find out where we can go. Find out what's cheap that I can take her to that I can meet people. Because mm -hmm. I didn't want to be stuck in the house with yeah, a baby. Because no. mm -hmm. it, 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 it is depressing. Mm -hmm. And at least if you meet somebody else that's going through the same things as you, it takes, it's such a relief. I think with asylum seekers there, there's a big fear there. You know, they're terrified sometimes yeah. to actually even walk out the door. Well, they can't afford the fares, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I think poverty is a big, big factor in people not being able to get involved in, mm -hmm. in the outside world. So at least we can think about our family. Yeah, I was just thinking. You know, you were just thinking about the, the isolation that she feels. Yeah. A, a lot of it for her is financial. Um, she's an asylum seeker and she's got um, X amount of money on a card, but she's got no actual cash. So she's got two young children. She stays in an area where there's not much around for her to get out and about, and she's got no money for bus fares to get anywhere. So that is impacting massively on the way she feels. Um, you know, you can you can see it in her. She talk about it a lot, and it's not that she's not got enough money. She's got enough money on this card, but she can't take a portion of it and use for cash for travel. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and every week when I go, she'll say to me, "Do you think there's any charities? Is there anything available?" And I'll say, "I don't know. I'll have a look." Um, ended up going to the refugee council to kind of seek advice because she's got a lot of hospital appointments again, no money to get there. Um, she's got when I well, the kids are a bit older now, but when I started with her, they were two and a half and six months. She's got a big double buggy. Obviously, we've had a dire winter. It's been freezing. She's got health issues. She's wanting to go out and take them places, yeah. but she physically can't. She physically can't manage it, and that is a massive impact for her. I feel that with my family yeah. as well. It's the bus fares. Yeah. You know, like mm -hmm. it's going somewhere as a family. They can't afford it. No, you know, no, like it. it's just and uh -huh. it kind of excludes them. Yeah, there, there is. Well, there's quite a lot of things that are free, the museums are free, yeah. but we can't access it because of it. Yeah, it's getting there. It's getting there, and I think as well, when, uh -huh. you know, she is feeling a bit down, and then, so that on top of it is like such a weight. 44% of the families we work with say they are lonely and isolated, which has risen from 35% in just three years, and it's the most common issue families say they face, so reducing it is an important job for Homestart volunteers. What role has Homestart or Homestart Glasgow North volunteers, so you guys, what role have you guys and Homestart themselves taken to help reduce isolation and loneliness? I think um, an important role that we have is that of signposting other services yes. to family members, the parents, mm. places where they can meet other people in a similar situation. Um, and also um, 
helping somebody to develop the courage to get involved by perhaps accompanying them on that first visit. Mm -hmm. that, that can take up a lot of time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So signposting was one that Mary said, what else? What about what you well, we your should really practice about reaching the LF through one to one. Yes, that's yeah. what I was getting at. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Another thing is, I don't mm -hmm. know about anyone else, but I found the moment I'm sporting her self esteem is very yeah. low, you know, and it's kind yeah. of trying to bring that up, mm -hmm. and, yeah. you know. Yes. Can, and that's, a, that's a, a difficult one, yeah. you know. Because yeah. it's embedded, isn't it? Yeah. And it's really hard mm -hmm. to kind of. Yeah. I know, I know. I keep saying to her, I don't know how you do this. I don't know how you do this every day. I couldn't do it. I'd be all, you know. I say that the family I have, I changed her life so much. Yeah, you have. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she her life yeah. so much. Yeah, last time I saw her, oh, when, when I'm coming, when I'm coming. I told her, I'm sorry, they say you don't need the service anymore, yeah, but you can come. And the little yeah, girl, yeah. if I go there when I'm going away, Grandma, don't go, Grandma, Grandma, oh. this thing will hold me. She called me grandma. <laughs> they are so nice because the, before I go there, the mother always be lying on the surface and the daughter is left there. I'm just thinking about the issues that people have raised and her. It's led me to think that there isn't always a connection between loneliness and isolation because she's not isolated, but I think she probably she is lonely. Yes. A lot of mums wouldn't admit to being lonely because they feel they've no right to feel lonely when they've got young children around them all the time. But I, I think she's a bit bit starved out of contact with people who yeah, really matter to her. But she hasn't time, she's yeah. working. She hasn't time. That's very interesting actually, she's working. She's, yeah, she, she's yeah, running she around. Is. And, and she's, she's training herself up as well. Yes. She doesn't have the time almost. No, she hasn't. To, to, to form friendships yeah. and catch up with people in her life. Yeah. So I think that listening ear can be yeah. possibly very, very useful part of what we do. What about that fact that you're volunteers? Does that make a difference? I think it, well, I think it does to the, the parents, the people you, yeah. you're, you're working with, because they don't see you as a threat, you uh -huh. know, like, you, mm -hmm. you don't need to cut, you don't need to mm -hmm. be here, or, you know, like, I don't yeah. need to have you here, or whatever. Yeah. I think it's yeah. less threatening than it would mm -hmm. be. Feel more open with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Families working with volunteers in this way is at the heart of Homestart's work everywhere, and back at Homestart Magic, I talked to Jessica, who has been supporting families alongside her husband, Martin. I'm Jessica. I started volunteering for Homestart about, gee, I don't know, two years ago, possibly. In fact, the first family I supported, I thought the dad was very, very socially isolated purely because of his um, injury. I mean, uh, he was um, an ex-army person and in that job, if you want to call it, it he, was, he was surrounded by people. Whereas now, it was just him and the kids and the wife. That was it. You know, he really, really battled to get out and about. He was in so much pain because of his injury. So he really was socially isolated. It, it, the only people he saw were like doctors and nurses and physiotherapists. So they were all like professional people, not somebody that he could, um, you know, like let's go down to the pub and have a pint and have a laugh and have. So, and, 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 and it was so sad because he was so young. 
dad needed support as well in that that instance that that family that we got uh, dad really really needed the support and so martin was going to try and arrange for him to come up to the men's shed even though he was quite young we've spoken to spoke to the men's shed and arranged for him to have outings uh you know somewhere along that line where martin could almost mentor him because he was quite young and i think he battled um because of his illness and his injuries really battled to get out and about so it was just unfortunate that er uh, you know he he got really worse his illness got really worse and they decided to move because i think he would have been really brilliant to um martin would have been really great to mentor him and help take him out and about and do things the social aspect of it for mums like probably on social media chatting to her friends that she hasn't had a chance to chat with because she's got the baby and baby takes up a lot of her time and being a young mum she probably misses that because she'd had that while she was pregnant she had nothing else to do but now she's got a 2 month old baby and and she doesn't talk to her friends she doesn't so for a young person that's also socially isolating cities bring their own challenges as some of the volunteers explained because if it's on tap you know sometimes you think oh yeah it's easily readily available it's all out there but actually sometimes as i said before a lot of these asylum seekers refugees they can't actually get out of the house they're just they're terrified they're scared they're fearful of what's out there because glasgow is a really i mean it's a very vibrant city it's a lovely city i was, I was born here but it's actually sometimes quite a scary city as well yeah, yeah. especially so, if there's confidence issues yeah. and you know it is such a busy city mm-hmm. and maybe that can be a negative mm-hmm. for people that you know it's mm-hmm. it's so busy people are always rushing about you know mm-hmm. it's not like a little village where you know, it's got a leisurely pace of life. It's a busy city, mm-hmm. and that might be a negative. And sometimes rural areas, sometimes they all come together because yeah, you know, it's more of a community. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and it used to be well when I was younger, we lived in a tenement, so not all the mothers worked. Mm-hmm. You know, so if your mum worked, somebody else would look after you. But mm-hmm. there isn't that anymore. No, you no, know, because no, like, no, no, most no. people are out working, they're, they're, they're busy. They've got busy lives. And I think we've lost a lot. Yeah. You know, and I think we've lost a lot because. People are so diverse in the places they live now. They don't live near their family, you know. Mm-hmm. So h- housing, I think, is another issue. People move you know? a lot as well. Don't uh-huh. they now? So yeah. No, you don't get to know your neighbour. That's right. That's yeah. it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I know. I think for some families as well, like even just think about my family, they're a high-rise flat. Even good things, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, she can't do. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and it is, you know, it is daunting, and it isn't where you would maybe pick to stay. And I'd never been in a high-rise flat before I started volunteering, and even I felt mm. a bit like I go in, I've got my keys in my hand, I've got no money, and I know maybe the thing is, see, every time I've been there, everybody I've met's been dead polite, hold door open for you and stuff. But it was just my preconception of coming from Kelvindale and then having to go to high-rise flat I'd never been in before, and to meet somebody I'd never met before, and even I felt a bit. Mm. It's a bit nerve-wracking. Letting your children out to play. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, uh-huh. like I couldn't do that. No. So the children are more isolated as well, yeah. they get the chance for that interaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yet, back at Homestart Magic, Sharon was keen to point out that just because the community looks idyllic, it doesn't mean that poverty isn't a challenge facing families. You know, when, when people talk about, about deprivation, about fuel poverty, I just I feel that sometimes people miss the, the deprivation in the more rural areas. And it's not just Argyle, it's any area where, you know, you have that rural element. It, um, deprivation looks different, but it is deprivation all the same. Um, it just it takes on a different guise, but it is deprivation. And, you know, that, that can be quite frustrating. You know, when people look at, you, you see, there, there are so many TV shows that have been made where a family moved to the country. Um, and they, you know, before, you know, you realise that they can't get broadband and, you know, there's there's a comedy made out of it. And, you know, it's, it's quite amusing when you watch it on the TV, but when, in, you know, in reality, that stops that family, it stops their kids being able to do their homework because all the homework is online, it stops them being able to go online and purchase things that are a lot cheaper online than they are, you know, so the impact can be massive and I think that's the kind of deprivation that we face. Uh, it just, it looks different but it is still deprivation, so I want these parents to be able to enjoy living in this area and that's that's a bit of a mission for myself and for the rest of the staff here is, is to make sure that our parents can enjoy everything that we have to offer. We're an hour and a half from a major city but we can cross the road and go onto the beach. You know you can be miles from anyone within 10 minutes so we've, we've had some kids who have lived here, have been born here and have never been on the beach. And, you know, that, that's a shame, but that's up to us then to support the parents to start doing things like that with their kids. Mm. So I, want, I want people to have the opportunity to make the most of living here, because it is amazing. And, and that's the thing about what Homestart does, is because they, it's almost empowering people, giving them some kind of empowerment, some kind of power to like, oh yes, I have somebody that can come in and help me to do this. And I don't think if it wasn't for Homestart, they wouldn't be able to do that. Thank you to Sharon and Jess from Homestart Magic and to all the volunteers and staff at Homestart Glasgow North. You can find out more about Homestart Magic at home-start-magic.org.uk and you can learn more about Homestart Glasgow North at homestartglasgownorth.org.uk and of course the Homestart UK website is home-start.org.uk If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating and share it with your friends and family and we'll have another story soon. Thank you. Bye.